Hey, everybody, and welcome to the What is this, honey? podcast, where we will be discussing everything from pop culture to reality TV to true crime documentary to my life and everything in between that makes you scratch your head and ask yourself, what is this, honey? Bravo, 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 freaking bravo. Okay, bravo. It's your Bravo episode, people. You've been waiting. You've been holding on tight. And here it is. You know, I was going to do a recap of Jersey. I was going to do all that stuff. And I thought, you know what we can do? We can just put it all into one podcast. Okay? We can put it all into one podcast. Because the only recaps that I got time for following Sunday, May 7th, is Real Housewives of Atlanta. Okay? And I just want you guys to know. That's it. <laughs> For right now. So everything else Bravo gets its own episode. Why don't we start with my Rose and Thorn of the Bravo week? Okay? Rose would have to be the fact that Real Housewives of Atlanta is coming back to <laughs> Sunday, May 7th. New Summer House is coming on. I will be talking about those girlies. They'll be involved in the Bravo episodes. So keep your ears tuned for that. We don't have Jessica this week from the Bravo Barbies, but we will have her back in the, another Bravo episode. Don't you even worry. If you want to hear me, Kiki, just go back to the previous, most recent episode with Taria. And have a little gaggle, honey. Let's start with Vanderpump Rules, why don't we? Just because let's get it out of the way. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a finale soon. We just had the battle of the trailers, right? It's like who leaked? And Bravo's pissed. They're like, we're gonna fucking find out who leaked. Okay? We're gonna find out who leaked. We're gonna tell who we're gonna we gonna let you know. And please, my my Bravo accounts, please don't let it be one of y'all. Y'all really can't be that thirsty. Come on now. So, it's Rachel's birthday. Woo! Honestly, don't want to give her that much attention. Because what makes me so upset about it is that it appears as though she does have the best friends in the world and that they really love her. The way that Tom Sandoval is looking at her this whole time is so crazy. So, we're getting this cut back and forth from Rachel's birthday to, you know, Lala preparing for her event. Which, honestly, y'all, I love it for her. Happy for the brand. Happy for her investigative skills. She says, this is about bitches supporting bitches. <laughs> and you know what? Lala, it is. You pay for your daughter's tuition with that damn lipstick. So we're back and forth, we're back and forth, we're back and forth. I just have a bunch of quotes that I just want to highlight. And then we will expound on the meaning of them. Because we know that I'm a quote girly. I just like to take it from your mouth, my Bravo liberties. I like to take it right from the, right from the source. So... Rachel's birthday is incredible. And honestly, I would love to do that. If you are someone who knows me and you can facilitate any sort of fun vibe, that would be something that I would enjoy. She's like, I feel like in her confessional, she's like, I just feel like these are my true people. Ugh, just getting all emotional. And I'm like, wow, now you're going to just fucking sleep with the... Ugh. 
and the way Sandoval is like making these tributes to her and like it's very obvious now that something's happening and I'm not going to lie to you. My man is very nice. And so am I. I'm very congratulatory. I love to give people their flowers because y'all hoes be acting like it is a cost an arm and a leg to, to tell a bitch that her damn hair extensions look nice. So I'm that way too. I'm a fangirl of my friends, but the lust behind his eyes. Oh my goodness. And, and listening to Ariana talk about it, it's sad. It's like, oh, and all these weird jokes. I mean, we saw a clip of Tom Schwartz making that joke about Rachel's type. It's like, oh, my God. This is um weird. And what's even weirder is that then Tom, who Tom Schwartz, who we're assuming is trying to, like, cover up the shit. He's trying to cover up the scandal of it all. He's like, Oh, why don't you come with me to as a date to, to Katie's situation. And Rachel has to make it very clear that she's going to go as friends. And I'm like, because she doesn't want to upset her boyfriend who's sitting right there. Anyway, speaking of Katie, Christina Kelly, Lala are having this conversation with Katie and I'm like, should you guys be having this conversation with Lala? I mean, this conversation with Ariana as you sit at this mansion. She's like, wait, I have it for the day. And Katie, and <laughs> this is all while they're flashing back and forth between Rachel's birthday and Lala's. Give them Lala photo marketing situation. And um, I'm like, you guys should just talk about this with Ariana. And let me tell y'all something. I understand now why they did it. It all just came back to me because I know I have been in a situation where my good girlfriend is making a dumbass situation. She's making a dumbass situation. <laughs> I think instead of situation, I wanted to say decision. She's making a dumbass decision, particularly surrounding Dick, because let's just be honest, some of y'all, Dick is your blind spot. For whatever reason, I'm not a therapist. So I'm not going to try to diagnose y'all hoes, but Dick is y'all's blind spot. Y'all will do anything for Dick. Y'all will do anything to keep Dick. Y'all will do it. Y'all will do a lot. So it's like if a friend comes up to you and tell and tells you that something is wrong with the dick that you are receiving, you are not going to receive that message well. So I can understand why it's like, okay, well, I can't. We've already, they've already cussed Tom out. They've already had their issues with him. It's just, I couldn't, it's so exhausting to be dating the asshole who's always fighting with your friends. And I was mis I was misled into a situation when I first got with my man, that that was the situation that I was in. Like, oh, he's just this. And it's like, no, actually you are a hating ass bitch and you don't have anybody to hold at night. So you don't want me to have anybody to hold at night. I don't think this is the situation. I don't think Lala wants to hold anyone at night. <laughs> I think they just want to like be single for a minute. The, the, the trio of these girls, maybe not Christina Kelly, but at least Katie and Lala. So, I get it, but also still just, you know, talk to her about it, especially if you're putting all the pieces together. You're talking to James Kennedy. You got all this stuff going on. You're talking about how, you know, you go out with your friends and it just, she's like, Lala is investigating. Okay. She understood the assignment before the assignment even got assigned to any of us. And she's talking about friends and this kind of, platonic relationship that you really can't have because you end up sitting on your friends' faces. <laughs> Ciao. Lala, listen. Lala, if you're listening, you're on fire this season. You're on fuego. 
fire. And I do want to just applaud these folk, all of, especially the women in this cast, for opening businesses that have nothing to do with reality TV, Vanderpump Rules. Now, obviously, you're going to be like, what? Nothing to do with reality TV? We probably wouldn't be supporting these businesses without reality TV. Yes, I take that into consideration. But what I'm saying is, when the reality TV of it all has passed them by, it will. It will, my dears. It will pass them by. Trust me. I love that they are setting themselves up to be able to exist in the world without it. I love that. Give me you guys your kudos. So we're moving right along. We're moving right along. It's just every time I see Ariana talking about Rachel, she is in such staunch defense of this girl. She really has her back. Because I think she understands what it feels like to be misjudged and to be, you know, kind of looked at in a certain way because of a man. I guess she's, she's still associating it with the James Kennedy of it all. Also, like the stuff that happened in Vegas, I'm going to give Rachel a break on that just because without the Sandoval Scandoval of it all, you guys wouldn't be freaking out that much about it. It's like it really would be on Garcelle's son. Y'all, y'all, here's what the thing about the Scandoval of it all. Be mad at Sandoval. Be mad at Rachel. But be more mad at Sandoval. Please. Please, y'all. Because I know a lot of y'all girls, y'all would catch, and, and the, 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 the he's and they's, all of us. You catch your man doing something fucked up, you're going to beat the other person's ass and then stay with your man because you would. And that's your prerogative. But I think that's because you're a dumbass bitch. <laughs> Everybody ass getting whooped. Especially my man, because that bitch don't have no loyalty to me, no allegiance to me. You, however, comma, do. And Rachel, yes, she has some allegiance to Ariana as a friend, but there's n there will be nothing that will ever compare to nine years of a relationship. Y'all own property. Y'all own property. Y'all have people out here screaming about marriages. I'm like, y'all, they own a house. Good grief. So we move on. Move right along to Christina. Hit the little party, right? With the essential oils and the skin, whatever. Christina Kelly does have great skin. So if she told me to like, you should try this, I would. <laughs> like, girl, what you using? Because your face isn't full of Botox and fillers like these other girls. It's just weird because everyone's at the party. Everyone's like trying to like do their best thing. Obviously, Ariana's going to have some tea because... Katie's been like talking and here's the thing I'm not a Katie fan this season I've been on Katie's I have been battling at Katie's behest because ill but Katie does run her mouth and you know whether tequila Katie was warranted because she was in a fucked up relationship or not Katie runs her motherfucking mouth she says a lot of shit and then later don't want to back that up because here's the thing when a bitch is vicious and they will talk shit about you and and, and nail you to the cross that's and when you keep those girls as friends, please understand when you have a tete a tete with them, when you guys have a skirmish, she's gonna come for that ass. When she don't agree with something that you're saying, she's gonna come for that ass. Now, my thing is, I would rather my friends come for me to me. Don't come for me in the streets. Disagree with me to my face. Tell me that you don't like what I'm doing to my face. Don't talk about other people about it. Now, I understand that a lot of y'all don't respect that. You actually would prefer the other. A lot of y'all would actually prefer. 
to have friends that just agree with you about every fucking thing you do. And then later on, you know, why didn't you say anything? Oh my God. Because you're a fucking delusional ass Barbie and you don't live in the same world as me. I, let's, I have a rule with my friends. I'm going to tell you how I feel one time, especially when it comes about a man. I'm going to tell you one time and I'm not going to filter it. I'm not going to censor. I'm going to let you know exactly how I feel. I'm not bringing that shit up over and over again. Cause at the end of the day, you're an adult. If you don't want to act accordingly, then I'm not going to, I'm not going to engage you the same way. And I think that's what some of us, now we can't see that in these Bravo shows because we'd have no programming if they all did that. <laughs> that's why I would not work on a reality show unless the show was made for me. But anyway, it's not helping the situation that Ariana, Tom, and Rachel arrive together. It's not, it's not really helping anything. It's really not helping the soothsayers out there who think that Ariana knew or maybe there was some situation. I still don't think it fucking matters, bitch. You're a side bitch. Know your position. You're a guest house type of chick. That's where Rachel got fucked up. You thought she was going to move into the big house and move this bitch out. No, that's not how that works. Y'all are all going to move out. And I can guarantee you, you will be in an apartment similarly to the one that Tom was living in before Ariana. I can assure you of that. I can assure you of that. Especially Tom Sandoval here performing for five people at a time with his lightning bolts jacket. Let me throw that in the current event. The, the audacity. But it did make for some great television because Lala says she's like a very stupid demon about Rachel. <laughs> you know, she's like, Lala's putting shit together. She's putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And when she puts Tom and Ariana together, because let's be honest, the conversation between Ariana and Katie is boring. Katie is denied, 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 denied. And Ariana's like, okay, I'll allow it because she knows that there might be a little bit of... There might be a little bit of truth in that. And also, you guys, I know nowadays, because there's all this verbiage about it, oh my God, the open relationship, people might refer to a relationship being open like the people in the relationship are open-minded. Right? I'm not saying that that's what Katie meant. I'm not giving her a pass, okay? Don't try to cuss me out, bitch, because I can cuss better than you. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, she might have just been saying they're very open-minded. They're very open. Like, they don't, it's not an issue. Because honestly, to me, like, I don't give a damn. My man can go out and live life. Like, listen, this is what T.S. Madison, and y'all know I love T.S. Madison, but T.S. Madison has said, I'm a part of the Maddie mob. If y'all are part of the Maddie mob, stand up, honey. Let T.S. Madison know I need her on the podcast. But she always says that a man does not belong to you. When you have a spouse and you have a partner, they do not belong to you. You are two indiv individual people. And when you leave your house, it is a matter of respect whether or not your, your partner, your spouse is going to fucking mistreat you and, dis and disrespect you. Because a lot of y'all think that fucking bitches is the only thing. That's not the only thing. My, my man could do way worse to me than fucking somebody else. I can assure you of that. He could hurt me. He could cut me way worse than fucking somebody. So you guys just need to like, you know... Be a little bit more open <laughs> to the way you're thinking about things. <laughs> Very much so. The way that Ariana was open to hearing Lala's uh, turn of events. That was some shit right there. Because she's looking at him like, wait, motherfucker. 
the day, and here's where he really, Sandoval really shows that he's a shithole. Baby, it was the day her grandmother died. Even if you got a mistress, you leave your side chick on the side, especially on moments like that. Like, bruh. And that's how you, it's just, it's very obvious that Tom is obsessed with Rachel. He is, yeah, she's the one for him at this point. For the next decade. He'll probably get a new one when he's 50. Because let's be honest, Tom Sandoval's Botox is great. So, you know, he might still be looking, you know, cute enough to bag a little young, impressionable beauty queen. But yeah, she's starting to figure things out. He's talking about having to take a shit. And Lala's like, dude, I was I was right there. Like, come on. And you can tell that, like, she's trying to be a little bit messy but she realizes, like, oh, wait, this is actually something. And she's trying to just, like, kind of be a little bit passive about it, I think, when Ariana starts to get, like, you can see Ariana's eyes go, like, wait a motherfucking second. Wait a motherfucking second. And she even says in her confessional, like, I always choose Tom. I ride for Tom. And it just makes me look stupid being the number one fan club of Tom when he is not even in the fan. Like, he's not even doing that for me. And, bitch, yeah, that sucks. It really sucks. And she's like, you're putting me in a situation where I look like an idiot because it just looks like you wanted to stay for another hour. And that's because that's what happened. <laughs> he did. He wanted to stay for another hour so that he could spend time with his real girlfriend. And in those moments, I'm like, Ariana, I hope you boil, make him some breakfast. Boil, as we say in the South, not boil, boil, boil up you a pot of grits. And right when you go to pour it on his plate, you just let them grits pour all over his motherfucking lap. He is a low-down, dirty, nasty, no-good, gutter-butt trollop. In the words of B. Scott, circa 2006, this motherfucker, he's just despicable. And we don't want to spend too much time on that because, you know, it's sad. James and Raquel have a little conversation and Raquel is doing one of those things y'all be saying about how she rehearses the conversation. <laughs> James, I think, is just so used to talking to her, like, on and off camera that he's like, wait, no, I'm not going to let you can't actually steer this conversation. But I know how to have a conversation with you and the seven lines that you've rehearsed because she's like, well, haven't I grown? I've changed. And he's like, yeah, you've grown into a completely different woman. You've grown. You've done a lot of evolving. <laughs> You did a lot of evolving. <laughs> oh, my God. It's just great. And James is doing the good work. He's doing what needs to be done. So I know everyone's really excited about the finale, um, the reunion, etc. As am I. I'm very excited. I think it's all a bunch of rubbish at this point. Now that we know so much, I just feel like we're very inundated. But I did want to give you guys my opinions on it because it's happening. And I know that you're talking about it. Okay. I just know you are. But what was really giving me the vibes this week was Real Housewives of New Jersey and how within the first five minutes, Danielle is with her mom at her house and she's saying, <laughs> Danielle, watch your fucking mouth, will you? <laughs> it's like the more we see of Danielle Cabral, the more we like. I want, her, I want somebody to ask her about them tweets, though. Because we're going to get to Summer House and we're going to get to Corey, Corey Kiefer and his liking the tweets. Let me tell y'all something. If any of y'all motherfuckers are out here liking Candace Owens' tweets about trans people and bullshit, please understand that you are a part of the sheeple. Them, that girl don't believe none of that shit. She is working. She's getting a dollar. 
That's what y'all don't understand. <laughs> anyway, her mother is great. Like the dynamic between Danielle Cabral and her family. And um, she's like asking her about Ireland, <laughs> looks at her mom's face and she's like talking, Danielle's talking to her mom about the group. And I love that her mom is ready to whoop somebody ass. She's like, wait, there was a, what were they mean to you? Like she is not happy. But also Danielle's overreacting. And also, Danielle, you're on the Real Housewives of New Jersey. I don't know if you thought that you were joining. I don't even know a reality show where it's not shit popping off. Go get on the HGTV show if you want to have Kumbaya. Girl, what the hell is wrong with you? Renovate a house. Okay. The El Mooses are over there. They have they they build in the right amount of healthy drama into their show. It's not personal. And also. Danielle Cabral, you're talking to your mom. You're telling her this. And she's ta- she talks about the Jennifer Aiden, uh, Margaret Joseph's rumor, which it's the more that they bring it up, it seems like it's fake. It seems like that Laura girl just made it up and said that Margaret told her that. Which I can't believe that they, pardon me if you guys heard that little belt. You know, if it's, it's surprising to me that Danielle isn't like, well, maybe she just made it up. And said that Margaret said that. But of course, they don't like Margaret. So they're going to go along with that stuff. And it's like, y'all are way too old to be that basic. I love a fight. I love an argument. But like, do it for real. Okay? It's okay. The Housewives of Atlanta is about to be on. The girls can take notes. They don't ever, but they need to. So she's telling her mom about this with Jennifer Aiden, the rumor. And I'm like, she's like, well, and her mom's like, well, you have to tell Melissa. Well, girl, does that make you a rat? What the hell? I know it's music festival season, but are y'all going to Ratchella? <laughs> oh my God, I'm so funny. Are y'all going to Ratchella? Girl, Danielle, it seems like you have a VIP pass to Ratchella. Girl. It's just, it's giving like, I don't know what it's giving. It's a giving like I am acting for the show or like this is what I have to do to like for my storyline to progress so I don't have to talk to, about my my brother that much i don't know i don't know what it is but the whole interaction with her mom is so funny (laughs) and it's really sad too because you really get a sneak peek into the family dynamic and it's very obvious that the family itself is not in turmoil daniel's brother he hates her he hates her and um i think maybe bravo should ask her brother to be on the show next season because <laughs> I'm going to get to the bottom of this. Okay. One thing I also want to get to the bottom of is this dynamic between Rachel Fuda and her, her husband's ex. Like she is in a weird position. Honestly, I think she's too young for the show, even though she's like the same age as me. Like she's, she's a little too young and like, okay, come into the DMS and the comments and cuss me out. I don't care. When I was dating, I was like, I'm going to have no rules. My only thing is that I cannot get into a relationship with a man who has children. Primarily because the men I like are a bit older than me. And I'm not trying to be a stepmother to people who are older than me. (laughs) Kids are the same age as me. I don't need a 25-year-old stepdaughter right now. But also, because I came from a blended family, my dad was married a million times. I had a lot of stepmoms who, like, I still to this day like have a better relationship with my dad's most recent ex-wife than I have with my dad. And I, I just never wanted to be in a situation where I was falling in love with these kids, and um, you know, then it doesn't work like the, with Marge, and then it doesn't work out, and they're like, "Fuck you!" 
you know, there's just so many dynamics that go into it. It's like, I would just rather us ruin our own children. <laughs> but God bless her. I mean, she's in a tough position. I don't know. I mean, people are, are, are coming at her about the way she's been speaking about her stepson's mother. And I just think that it's tricky because she could be a lot worse. She haven't told us that the lady is a crackhead. She haven't told us, you know what I mean? Like she hasn't said like, well, when he was born, she left him on the stoop and then she went out and did meth because I know people who in my community who have adopted children, you know, the adoption started as an open adoption and now it's closed because of things that have happened. And Rachel isn't giving us the details. I just think that the audience really doesn't like her. And I, I think she's a little, she's a little, she's like three years too early. Okay. Ashley and Candace came on to the show, not even prepared, but they were at least their personality was giving a little bit more because Candace, I don't think really is hitting her like her stride as a housewife until this season where she's like, oh, I get this job. These girls really aren't my friends and I need to get a cry angle. So that's interesting. I wish them all the best. I hope that she it's very obvious that she has a lot of love in her life, a lot of love to give and that her stepson loves her back. And um, I can't imagine being in that position it's sucky but fun things that are nice oh my aguada jennifer aided she just makes me laugh is all like she makes me laugh because she's so obsessed with this margaret thing and the fact that they can't be they can't pull themselves like they can't be subjective at all. And obviously, like she I mean, she can't be objective at all. Obviously, she's in the situation. It's happening to her, whatever. But like, girl. The fact that your daughter is telling you to wear lingerie for your husband has nothing to do with Margaret. It has everything to do with your you and Bill at home. It's awkward. For y'all to have that many damn kids, it doesn't make sense. Like, I can't even imagine y'all being like having the hots for each other. It's very clear that you guys don't like each. Like it's like you don't fuck with each other. That's why she wants to be a relationship therapist. Y'all don't fuck with each other. Like there's no, and I understand also. Like everyone doesn't have that in their relationship. That like, I need that. I need the passion. I need to tell you to like get off me. Stop. Stop kissing me. Stop doing this. Like I need space. Like I would rather be in that situation than for my man to come home from work and go to the guest house for hours because he doesn't want to hang out you know and the kids might be thinking like was well, it because of mommy because he wouldn't hang out with us like he just don't like hanging out with you girl and the therapist talking about it the disciplining is going to come better from the from the dad because it's going to mean more okay sweetie it's time for you to retire that misogynistic ass damn therapy what the hell now what you can say is both parents need to be involved equally, and just as much as a mother is involved in the disciplining and the upbringing of the children, the father must also be involved in the disciplining and the upbringing of the children. Because maybe the kids are tuning out the mom because she's always cussing them out about the same thing. And maybe because you're at work all day and you're not with them all the time, you have more of an influence. It's like when one of your friends gives you advice that your mom gave you, you were more likely to listen to one of your little friends. But the therapist saying, I was like, ooh, girl. Collect your check and clock out. Girl, that conversation that Jennifer Aiden, Jennifer Aiden <laughs> was having with her husband at their pool deck was, it was tricky. 
And also, y'all, money can't buy you class. Jennifer Aiden's house is disgusting. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. And listen, I'm ready for the smoke from Jennifer. I don't care. I will tell her to her face, your super Walmart ass house is fucking weird, dude. Like, it's just such an obvious scream. Like, I'm rich. Like, girl, it's class, not ass. And like, obviously their house isn't like cheaply made. Like, it's like, it's an, it's a nice house. Don't get me wrong. I understand like people would die to live in that house, but it's a monstrosity. And the backyard looks like one of those water parks at a theme park. It just doesn't feel like a home. Like I just can't imagine. Also, I grew up dead, <laughs> dead broke. So I, I obviously wouldn't know how to live in a situation like that. But I used to like, I don't know. I used to like fantasize about my life, like my future would be. And I think that God has blessed me with um, that because <laughs> good Lord, I just would feel so like helpless in terms of keeping that home tidy in terms of like establishing any kind of realistic that's the kids too. It's like, Jennifer, you want to live this life, but you want your kids to be like, I don't know. I think your kids are pretty good to be fair. Like from what we've seen of them on television, your kids are great. They're respectful. They're kind. I don't know. Like, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And so we leave that conversation. We are with Teresa and her four daughters and they're getting their dresses fit, and they're on the phone with Juicy Joe. I mean, it's just really, it's just a moment. It really is. And you can just tell that, like, Teresa, it's like when you have to break up with someone. It's not that the love is still there for her and Joe, but you can tell, like, such a loss. And, like, him not being in America is just a reminder of, like, everything they've been through. And um, that's just tough. I mean, y'all, Teresa Judas has been through a lot. She really has. Like, she has been... Or are she go, is she going by Teresa Roulette? No, she's not. Louis needs the, the, the residuals from the Judice. Okay? Let's be honest. She's got her four daughters. And um, it's really just a sweet moment. And, like, listen. The girl... Gia gets on my damn nerves. She likes to meddle in grown folks' business. Now, I know that she is grown, but go be with your young grown friends. Okay? Stop getting over here in the, in the adults' business. She works my damn nerves with that. But... They are a unit. It's obviously impenetrable of a unit. And I love that. I really, really do. I will only be having one child, but I hope that my one child, I hope that my one daughter loves me the way that those girls love their mom because they really do. Like, they have her back. And that was a sweet little heartwarming moment. So we're moving on. We go over to her sister-in-law's house, Joe and Melissa, and they're giving Antonio her core. I love that they show that she's made straight A's first. The Gorgas, they are producers. Because they're like, listen, y'all not about to come cuss us out about, buy, about buying our 17-year-old daughter a new Porsche when we still need to pay the laborers for our brand new house. She had straight A's, okay? <laughs> we saved up all her little residuals from her SAG after checks from when she was on the show, and we bought her that Porsche. It's really sweet. Antonia is so grateful. The first thing I thought, though, was, please, Lord, don't let them repo this baby's car. Pay y'all bills so that they don't come and get her, her damn car because she is so grateful. Literally, the y'all little 16-year-old um, 16 brats out here who are getting Range Rovers and shit, when your parents present you with a Porsche, a Range Rover, a Mercedes-Benz, that is how you need to respond because it doesn't matter if you're rich or not. That's a nice gift. Antonia's response was what? It was all of us. I was like, yes, girl. And she's looking at her grandma. She's like, what? Like, what? 
you thought I was? She's like, happy 17. I drove a Toyota. <laughs> Melissa's, and then Melissa's mom goes, I drove an old Chevy. <laughs> yes, and Antonia, I drove a Dodge Neon, a 1997. I got my license and my driver's license when I was 16 years old in 2006. I drove a 1997 Dodge Neon, baby. You couldn't tell me nothing. I was pushing that clunker. I mean, I was pissed about it, but I was I was pushing that clunker, honey, to and from my dad being like, your car really is meant to take you to school and home. It is going to fall apart. And I'm like, well, I listen, I'll have to walk after it falls apart. Sorry. Okay. Because I could be walking. And I think that that's what a lot of people, our culture, we forget that. Like, y'all do not, my mom always used to tell me, do not despise your small beginnings. Because it is going to lead you to a greater outcome. And uh, I just want to give you guys encouragement. If you're, in the, if you're driving a car right now that you don't like, it's okay. You'll get a new one. Keep telling yourself that. Don't dwell on the fact that you've got a clunker. Just be proud that that clunker is carrying you from A to B right now and that your Mercedes Benz. Oh, Lord, won't you send me a Mercedes Benz? My friends all drive Mustangs. See, that's the problem. My friends all stop worrying about what your friends got. <laughs> anyway, I thought it was really sweet. Happy birthday, Antonia. Six months late. We move on to March Senior. She's with Lexi, and Lexi's mom has come across the pond. And Lexi's mom has a more of like a, a traditional accent, but you can tell that they both have like, you know, it's it's a more modern day, right? Lexi has the new York United Kingdom accent. <laughs> but I love y'all want to talk about Mar. She's so vicious. She's so cruel. She's a fierce friend. She is a fierce friend. And the way that she's handling Lexi and the way that she's giving Lexi support and giving Lexi her props for being a loyal ass friend, I Love it. I love it. What I don't love is this Frankatania bullshit. Because we move along to Dolores having a conversation with Frank at dinner. First of all, when he comes in with his fucking motorcycle vest and his blackface tan, you know, this, the bodybuilding, I'm like, I, I, she goes, hey, what are you, one of the village people? Like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> And the whole time they're having this conversation about the boundaries between... First of all, I'm so proud of Dolores. She handled that shit so well. Frank, Catania, you should have been thinking about that shit when you were sleeping with hookers and doing all of this side, this extracurricular activity when you was in your marriage. You want to sit here and now and cry 25 years later about it. You should have been thinking about that when you had Black Dolores as your wife. It's ridiculous. And it's just a testament to like what women have to go through. Like you have to just, they have to sacrifice legitimately everything for the happiness of a man. Enough. Frank, I'm going to diagnose you. I'm going to, I'm going to let you know what the T is right now. You're intimidated because Polly is a real G. Polly coming in like, no, Dolores is my woman. Because y'all have kids together. This is another reason to hold date people with kids. Just because y'all, yes, y'all have kids together. You guys have a family, but you are not a part of her family unit, Frank. Y'all have y'all separate things. And the thing that's crazy about it is it's like, Frank, you want to bring your girlfriend around. You want to do this. That's fine. She can be okay with that. But I personally, I have no issue with Polly, with Polly's stance. It's not that you can't be, you can't be cordial and be friends with him. I'm not telling you what to do, but like, you're not doing his laundry. He's not coming to stay and live with you. We're not doing that. My man had an ex. Was like, oh, 
we're, we'll we'll just like move into my old house that I had. The fuck? No. You're going to sell that motherfucking house and we are going to get our own house. Period. And y'all can see that me and my man got our own house, right? No bitches that he used to fuck live live up in this house. Presently or past. I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially if you're trying to start a clean slate. Like, whatever. I just think they're so used to because of Dolores' relationship where the man wouldn't commit to her. That's what y'all want. Because y'all really don't care about what Dolores needs and how Dolores is going to spend this time in her life. Y'all just want mom to be there all the time. Y'all just want her to be there for y'all. And it's really annoying. And y'all out there, people who be doing that, stop. It's weak. Grow some balls already. Grown ass men want to talk about how, oh, I'm a man, I do this, but you need your mommy for everything. Oh, oh, do you need mommy Dolores? Grow the fuck up. This is triggering for me. If <laughs> you couldn't tell, it's a bunch of man children out there. I want to talk about the gays and the LGBT and how we, you just need to be a man. Nick, what's your credit score? When's the last time you saw your kids? Oh, oh, you, oh, 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 yeah. Shut the hell up. And also, when Louis Louis hot mic moment, it's like, okay, now we were all rooting for y'all. You want to be nasty and messy, Louis? You trying to be a housewife? The family resemblance is kicking in between Louis and Teresa with the Botox. I'm not going to get mad because he looks good. The Botox is great. The upper lip and the forehead, it's nice. But girl, are we trying to add you with Peter Thomas? I just don't know. Your hot mic moment. It was a little. It was a little bitch boy. We want to talk about bitch boys, and I'm not a Gorgas stan. I just don't like a hypocrite. I just don't like it. What I do like is Jen Fesla. Oh, my God. Let me, first of all, let's just start with Jennifer Aiden being, like, honestly, the best bridesmaid. That's what you need. And I think that people don't realize that when you're getting married and when you're having these, these situations. It's not about, like, your friends taking ownership of you, et cetera, et cetera. It's about, like, support. You're so nervous. You have so much going on. You have family members talking about the seating chart and the, this. And why didn't you invite my uncle so-and-so? And it's just stressful. We need the bridesmaids. We need the bridal party to alleviate some of that stress. For instance, I went to my bachelorette party. And I was like, oh. Oh, I can peep this game. So I will not be inviting you to my wedding. Because you, listen, and everything doesn't have to be about the bride 24-7. I'm a star in real life. <laughs> okay. I'm a star in my motherfucking, I'm the lead character in my movie. I walk down the street and fucking heads turn, bitch. I'm, I'm like making the stallion. Your jaw would drop if you ever saw me, bitch. Okay. So I don't need that kind of attention in my daily life. But when it comes down to these ceremonial activities, because I have been Catherine Heigl, I have been the bridesmaid and I take that very seriously. I want to applaud Jennifer Aiden because that's what you need. You need people to be, Happy, 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 joy, 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 Ren and Stimpy, setting up the vibes, giving you no critiques on those days, not throughout the process, on those days. I don't want to hear fucking shit at my bridal shower. I don't want to hear shit at my motherfucking bachelorette, and I don't want to hear shit at my wedding. I don't want you to prioritize your feelings over mine. I want you to look at me like I am Princess Diana because it's my wedding. And I think a lot of y'all fucking selfish assholes have never had that experience. You've never been in a situation where even you've been able to be selfless about anything. And so you can't be Jennifer Aiden in this moment. So anyway, that was a nice little moment because honey, she had that party turned and everyone starts to arrive. Jen Fessler comes in this red dress. I'm like, 
I love Jen Fessler. Like, can we? Because also, she's the only one who can challenge Margaret in a in a way that isn't annoying, and isn't just like kind of out of pure like I want to end you. It's like, no, Margaret, you should stop. You're better than this. And let me tell y'all. Speaking of which, I just I was in the city this week. My sister was performing at Lincoln Center with Sarah Bareilles. Um, I will talk about it for as long as I want. Get the fuck over it. And I was staying with a girlfriend, and she called me up, like pulled me up on some behaviors. We had just, you know, been out and she was like, yeah, I just think maybe you shouldn't be friends with that person because like they don't bring out the best in you. And I don't I don't see you do that kind of stuff. I don't I don't see your behavior like that's not what you do. This person is making you like that. I don't like that behavior. I will I will be able to receive that way more than like, oh, my God, you're a bitch. That's so did You know, I feel like the other girls can't do that with Marge because they're not as smart as she is. Yeah, I said it. Whatever. Get over it. I said it. Y'all hosting, if y'all dumb too, then just, okay, you stand for the, for the dumb girls. That's fine. But I ride with the cutting queens. <laughs> Ashley Darby's there looking gorgeous. I thought for a minute we might see Chanel Ayan, but then I thought, I remember she was the last minute invite. <laughs> I guess when Melissa didn't show up. <laughs> so funny. When Danielle gets there, it's kind of awkward. All the girls are like standing there, the ladies. Um, also, this is another like PSA. If anyone wants to throw me a surprise bridal shower, I will wear white every single day for the next year. Okay. Um, Teresa. Oh my God. Her thank her. Like she's like thanking everyone. And my girl's playing this and -and so-and-so. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't. It's like in moments like those, it's like, Teresa, what the hell do you be thinking, girl? And then her deep voice friend comes over and is like, I told Teresa to get over it. You've only got one brother. Enough. And she's like, kind of like, I don't really like Louie. <laughs> I don't know who this woman is with the black hair and the yellow dress and the deep voice. She need to be a friend of next year, next season. Let's get rid of Rachel Fuda. We love you, girl. We pray for you. Maybe you can go be on a, a Wee TV show. And we want to promote Jen Fessler. And we can have this lady in the yellow dress as a friend of. We, we, we need that. And it just makes me think the whole speech that Teresa's giving where she's clearly snubbing Melissa. It's very awkward. It's like, I think you are one of those people, Teresa, that you want fans. You don't want friends. You don't want people who are going to challenge you. You want to go through your personal discovery. You want your husband to be the one to tell you when you're doing things that are wrong. And that's it. And like... Mm. Mm. Here's my thing with people, people who can't take, it's not even criticism, people who cannot even surmise that they could possibly be wrong in a situation, people who legitimately, actually think that they are always right. It bothers me to my motherfucking core. And Teresa is a little bit better these days, but like. It doesn't matter what happens. She's going to justify her behavior some way. It's never going to be like, oh, wow, I was being an asshole. It's just like, no, well, she did this and she should have called me. It's like even the like, well, if you had a problem, why didn't you call? Well, you could have also not done the thing that made me have a problem with you. <laughs> That's what like people don't get. I was watching this UN video, this video from the UN, and this random guy comes and like pulls the U, the Ukraine flag down in the middle of a presentation. They're doing like a coat of arms or whatever. And the Ukraine guy gets pissed and smacks him upside the head. And I'm like, yeah, okay. 
Because depending on who it is, y'all really do approve of violence. Let a black person get into a fight at the club. Y'all have nothing to say, but let's nuke somebody. Okay. I'm not, listen, it's not a political podcast, but it definitely shows, it trickles down. It shows it to these things because y'all let people, you let certain people get away with murder. And it's always the onus is on the other person to like get over. We'll get over it. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's not. Oh, that's interesting. If it wasn't that big of a deal, then why the fuck did you do it in the first place? Like people love to maximize people's reactions to things, but minimize what they reacted to. And that's why in 2023, I, I, I give zero fucks. You want to talk about how I cussed you the fuck out, bitch? Well, talk about what you did to get cussed out. You want to talk about how I'm leaving your ass out of shit, bitch? Talk about why I'm leaving you because you're embarrassing. I don't want to be seen with your motherfucking embarrassing ass. <laughs> That's why, bitch. I'm a classy bitch. I don't got time for that bullshit. And I think that people, you know, everyone is in a different place in their life. And, you know, obviously in these, these friend groups on these reality shows, they're not really friends. A lot of the times they're kind of forced into it. But um, in terms of Melissa and Teresa, you weren't forced into shit. That's your sister. Well, I guess you were. It's your sister-in-law. You didn't choose her. Yeah, it's like you can really see now in this episode, you're like, oh, I can see both sides. Because if I was Melissa, I'd have been like, oh, that's cute. But it's obvious that Teresa thinks that Melissa deserves that behavior and that Melissa should be okay with it because she has, you know, that's where that's her lane that she needs to be in. And uh, for once, I would like Teresa to be more like Gia and like, Realize that we're at a family event. That's the thing about Gia. Like, she knows when. She knows when to step in and be annoying. God. All I know is. It was awkward. The episode kind of like they're doing this like flash forward. And it's like the only thing I took from that flash forward to the next episode is Louise crazy is about to start showing. The crazy is about to start showing the crazy. And, like, I think that we give Teresa such a break because Ju Juicy Joe was so horrible to her. And, like, Louie with the love bombs. You know, it's just, like, we want her to be happy. But, ugh. She clearly don't know how to pick him. Because if her, if her current husband goes to prison. Because y'all heard, heard about his, um, his business. They're getting sued, honey. For financial stuff. Mm-hmm. Sounds very similar. It sounds very similar. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know I don't know but we'll have to see you guys ugh, I'm not gonna lie to you I don't have a lot to say about Summer House because as soon as we start seeing this like and what did I say about these North Carolina boys I said it on Zell's podcast I said it on my y'all gotta understand something experience will always trump speculation and y'all want to give these boys a break because they y'all dream about being with these kind of this. Let me. Hello, people. Corey Kiefer, he's never going to be with you. None of these boys, none of these people in this group, the, uh, the Austins of it all. You have no chance. Give it up. Stop. Go into your prayer closet and ask God for guidance and seek help. This is why y'all be fucked up because y'all want to be with this. I this this vision of a guy, this, this version of a guy because of the way he looks. And for somebody who was so like upset about being skinny, like I just always wanted to be like the hot one. Did you still skipping leg day? 
This man looks like a Vienna sausage stacked on top of a fucking Q-tip. This man looks like a safety pin with a marshmallow attached to the top of it. And this is the, y'all going up for this. This is why I get pissed the fuck off. Corey, you were a loser then and you're a fucking loser now. I just can't. Like, the, the things that he's been like, oh, the reality is podcast posted. And I, maybe I need to, do y'all want to have the reality is podcast over as a guest? We may need to have them as a guest. Maybe we should cover the next Summer House episode. Y'all get into their DMs and say, y'all should go and do a head to head. They, it's not even like one tweet. Because I'm going to hold my hands up, y'all. Y'all can probably go through, through and see stuff that I liked back in the day from when I was uh, getting fake followers. Because <laughs> a lot of y'all don't want to admit that y'all was doing that. But I was back in the day because I was a desperado. And so I might have liked some fucking bullshit. But I can tell you when that right now. That algorithm is not Corey. When you bought your followers, it wasn't only liking Candace Owens. It, it, you, you really, you clearly feel a certain type of way. And so, you know, one thing I have to tell these Bravo liberties and you fuck boys out here in the street, you don't have to accept me, but you will respect me. And that's the thing about these people. They don't, they don't, they keep these feelings and these opinions secretive for a reason because they know it's fucking backwater bullshit. It's all about putting him on a pedestal so that he is in a better position and people like him because he fell left out as a kid because he was skinny. Shut the fuck up. If your biggest adversity in life is being skinny, come walk a mile in my shoes in 2003. You fake ass bitch. <laughs> walk a mile in my motherfucking shoes in the same damn hood. You wouldn't have survived a week. Y'all are some fucking, y'all, talk, they talk about fake woke. Y'all are fake victims. A lot of y'all out there, y'all want to, y'all want to struggle so bad. It's the struggle Olympics. Be happy that you have the privileges that you fucking have in life and stop being jealous. But you know what it is? It's because when they have put themselves in a position to reap the benefits of all of these privileges, they get mad when other people want to come in and get a piece of the pie because it further enforces the fact that you are basic. There's nothing that special about you. Society makes you think that, but you are a plebeian just like everybody motherfucking else. Because I can tell you one thing. I know a lot of white people who aren't racist, who aren't transphobic, who aren't Islamophobic. They're also remarkable individuals. They have something going on for themselves so they don't have to fucking co-op off of fucking cultures to make themselves more interesting because they got the goods. It's like when people are like, oh, my God, I can't get an appointment. I'm like, well, um, 60% of the white people I know are booked and busy. Maybe you just aren't that good at what you do. Maybe you need to fucking reevaluate. Maybe you need to take a class. Maybe the world isn't against you. Maybe you're just not that special. Oop. Did I strike a chord? Y'all, Corey keep having my fucking feelings. It was like, okay, I could give, like, he may have liked a thing. Da, da, da. It was so much stuff. Like, he was, it's, and like, nasty stuff. And then I'm like, oh, does Sam know about this? She done turned off her messages. You can't send her a message no more, child. So who knows? She might agree. Like, Emily Hanks said on She Speaks Bravo, like, Sam might align herself with this same mentality. Or she might just look past it because a big dick is, is talking to her. And as we know, she has a complex about men leaving her because she's too much. So she's going to make try to make this work as much as she possibly can because he hasn't walked out yet. Amen. Y'all, I can I, listen. Real eyes. 
I got real eyes over here. I can see real shit. I've been through too much shit to see y'all going through this basic shit and not be able to call it out. Girl, we have been there, done that. You want to say, oh my God, but he was like, they're attracted to Sierra. Do you know how many racist motherfuckers have, have used me as a fetish? And I didn't realize that shit until later on. Y'all exercising your black. Sierra is the most beautiful black woman them trolls will ever encounter. Ever in their motherfucking life. Duh. I don't even like girls. If Sierra asked me if I was ready to get down with it, I would be ready to do it. Okay. You miss 100% of the opportunities that you don't take. So that was that about Summer House. I am happy for Lindsay and Carl. I love that Carl was getting so nervous about the whole situation. And like, I'm just happy for them. Latinite, y'all. Happy that Maya didn't spill the beans. But really, the, the whole point of Summer House was for me to yell and scream about Corey Kiefer being a little shit shit. So we're going to leave it at that. We're going to leave Summer House right there. Um, I'm over it a little bit. I'm like, mm, this was, I guess you guys thought this was going to be the Lindsay Hubbard takedown season. And it didn't, it's not really working out like that. I think Lindsay should, should, oh my God, maybe I'm, maybe I need to backtrack on Jersey. Maybe Lindsay should replace Fuda. So we keep the like youthful aspect. I just don't know if that's possible because Lindsay is a New York city resident. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know if she could be on New Jersey because you know, we saw that $13,000 a month apartment. Okay. We saw it. She's not trying to go over to Bayonne. To give up that apartment. Now she could get a way bigger house over in New Jersey. That's for sure. For 13 grand a month. She might be living next door to Melissa and Joe. You just never know. But I wish them all the best. Um, I don't know if I'm a huge Rat House fan. I just, I'm a proponent of happiness. And I can understand. I've been, when I was getting with my man, it was messy. And people were like, what are you doing? And I said, I'm going to marry him. And my marriage will last longer than all of yours. So keep your criticisms to yourself. I respect you, but I don't accept you. <laughs> And that's going to be our podcast for today, you guys. It is our Bravo recap. I am so glad that you guys came over. Give me five stars, okay? Rate me. Give me a review. Let me know that you love my voice and that you cannot wait to get more of it. Do all of those things. I live for it. You can find me on Instagram at what is this honey podcast and Bravo Barbies. I will be doing it in Real Housewives of Atlanta recap this week. Keep your eyes peeled. I love you all, and I can't wait to speak to you again.